persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. So, tell me what you want, and then let me persuade myself that what you really want, you have. To the degree that I am self-persuaded that you have it, you'll get it. If I can persuade myself, well then, I have failed. But I haven't misspent the uh, energy, because I tried it lovingly. So anytime you use your imagination lovingly on behalf of another, you use it wisely. Even if you didn't succeed in producing the results that you are seeking, you used it wisely. You will not then encounter the monster that I did. But the chances are, everyone in his unknowingness built that monster. For everyone has started to misuse the, uh, the energy, and it forms itself into that horrible, horrible thing. Did you ever sit down and you wonder, where on earth did that thought come from? It wasn't a lovely thought. It came from the thing that you built, that misspent energy. A monstrous being that one day will meet you on the threshold and confront you, and you have to redeem it. Because Christ must be redeemed, and although he is the redeemer, he also is one to be redeemed because he's only energy, he's power. Infinite creative power is Christ, the power of God. So the power of which I speak is your own wonderful human imagination. That's God. So when I tell you that man is all imagination, and God is man, and exists in us and we in him, the eternal body of man is the imagination, and that is God himself. The divine body, Jesus, and we are his members. For everyone can imagine, therefore, all are members of the one body. So this is that one spoken of 
in the eighth chapter of Proverbs. I was beside him like a little child. Find me and you find life. Miss me and you injure yourself. Hate me and you love death. So the one who finds him is born from above. And unless ye be born from above, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And the birth from above is simply symbolized in that of a little child wrapped in swaddling clothes. So it's not some little event that took place 2,000 years ago, once and for all. It is taking place. So you started with repentance. Repent and believe the story of the gospel. And to repent is simply to challenge you, to test you. Can you take a man from the lowest point in the barbershop and make him the boss? Can you represent him to yourself as one who really is in charge, who loves it, and you love him? Well, then try it. So he loved him, brought him into his mind's eye as one that really was important in his life, and the man suddenly rose suddenly to the highest place in his shop. And now in the entire Western area, he has won all the prizes. And this one, in his advertising agency, he can write his own ticket today. The boss said to him, you just, what do you want? The boss gives him, well, I would say, three, four times a year, a huge, big, unsolicited bonus check. He wants to keep him. My brain has no desire to quit, but the boss is so eager to hold him. There's one bonus after the other. And my friend, all right, he'll take it. Why shouldn't he? So I ask everyone here to try it. Don't just listen to it and not try it. You are the operant power. It doesn't operate itself. And so when I know what I should do, well, then do it. Go to sleep tonight, all right. How am I sleeping? In what state of consciousness am I sleeping? As someone that is unwanted, well, then that's, I'll rise tomorrow. To... As someone that is unwanted, well, then that's, I'll rise tomorrow to find myself unwanted. Ignore the facts of life and assume that you are wanted. Ignore the facts of life and assume that you are affluent. And see how things work in your world. They'll all come your way. You are creating out of a power that is infinite. And you don't need any contacts in the world. You don't need to know the right people or anything else in the world. All you need to know is Christ. And Christ is your own wonderful human imagination. What else do you need to know but Christ? So let no one tell you he's out there and he looks like this. There is no personal representation in Scripture concerning Jesus Christ. Not one little thought is mentioned concerning what he looks like. Yet our churches have hundreds and hundreds of paintings. No two alike. Each tell you that is what Jesus looks like. He looks just like you. As you're told in Scripture, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know this much. When he does appear, we shall know him. Why? We shall be like him. Just like you when he appears. So let no one tell you that he looks other than you because that's not Christ. And yet in spite of the second commandment, make no graven image unto me, we have all these little indulgences. People buy and they bow before it and call that Christ. Something made with a human hand and then they forget the maker and worship the thing made. Don't forget the creator. The creator is your own wonderful human imagination. Whatever you create is less than you, the creator. So you can create a fortune, or I can take it from you. You can create another one. So whatever you can make, you can keep on making if they take it from you.
So this is the power of which I speak. I am not speaking of any earthly power. Many a man this night, last year I was in Barbados for a few months, and my brother who has made quite a fortune, and he was talking about these men, and he didn't realize what he was saying. He mentioned five men, all multimillionaires. And when he got through telling me of this, how they worked so hard, and they did all this, and have all this money, I said, Vic, you admire them? Why, certainly. They're powerful. I what's powerful? You just painted five biographies for me. World pictures of five men. The last one you painted is only 63 years old. He has, you tell me, about 25 millions. And you have to tell him when to eat. He doesn't know. Doesn't know his name. Doesn't know anything. And all of a sudden, they put the food in his mouth, and they say, chew. And then he chews. And he keeps on chewing forever. And they'll say, swallow. And he swallows. And you call that a man? So he has 25 million, so what? And the others, so they gave all their time for making money, just making things. And everyone you have mentioned and defined for me, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anyone, my worst enemy, if I had one, in his place. So he has money, and he's totally unaware of the fact that he has one nickel. So he has 25 million. And that's what you call a man. But that's not my concept of a man. I am telling you something entirely different, Dick. You have lots of money. may never happen to you. So you have millions, too. You want to be like that? All these fellows are demented. They gave their entire life to the making and amassing of things, and they started to worship things. Don't you start worshiping things. You start worshiping God, and only God, and God is your own wonderful human imagination. And don't you forget it. So if this building is yours, suppose it burns tonight. So what? You know what you did to build it? Build another one. You, tomorrow you may have the whole thing burn flat. And so don't be concerned about what you have accumulated as things in the world. Find God and worship only God. And God is not on the outside. You'll never see him on the outside. You'll see him within because can you see I am? You can see I am a man and see the man reflected. You can say, I'm a poor man, and see the man reflected in the eyes of those who know he's poor. And you can see every concept you hold of self. But the conceiving being you don't see, that's God. My concept of myself could be this, that, or the other. The concepts will be reflected in society. And men will tell me who I'm conceiving myself to be, but no man knows who I really am. I, the conceiver, they don't know. But they know what I've conceived myself to be. My bank balance will tell the banker what I've conceived myself to be in the financial world. And all these concepts, men will see concepts, but they can't see me, the conceiver. Well, don't forget the conceiver. That's God. And that being is your own wonderful I amness. That's God. And there never was another. And never will be another. So God is bringing forth his own being because he's buried in us and he's bringing it up to enter the stream of creativity. So that the same one being, God is infinite in potential, but God is not infinite in actual fact because then he'll be dead. He couldn't expand. He couldn't go beyond what he is. So God is ever expanding. There's no limit to expansion. There was only a limit to contraction. He took upon himself that limit when he became Neville. That was the limit of contraction, the limit of opacity. Now he breaks the shell by my exercising within me of the law of repentance. And so I exercise my imagination. And then he breaks the shell. Now there's no limit now to expansion, no limit to translucence. There was only a limit he placed upon himself 
which was the limit of den, which is opacity and contraction. So, God is infinite in potential. And everyone here is going to join that wonderful stream of creativity and be one with God. You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple to receive future lectures. And visit nevildaily.com to join the free Neville Goddard newsletter. And if you have a moment, please rate the podcast. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.